A non-mom happy hour is the podcast that celebrates real-ass human women, whether they use their baby box or not. Hosted by Kelly Nerdzilla Mendenhall and Debbie Jo Nelson, a non-mom happy hour is a safe space to talk about mental health, trauma, disordered eating, surviving, and self-care. We talk about it all while laughing as much as possible, because if you don't laugh, you'll cry. Each week is a new episode, and every other week we interview badass women from around the U.S. and the world. If you like to laugh, feel like you've never quite fit into most lady groups or podcasts because you're not a mom, or are a mom who needs a break from momming for an hour, you should come hang out with us. A non-mom happy hour, bringing healing through laughter and community. Streaming basically everywhere you could possibly want to find us. Remember, always be a real-ass human. To check out the podcast, visit anonmomhappyhour.com. I'm a very sentimental person. This has been a real deep podcast. I didn't mean it to be so. <laughs> the deaf is stolen. That was not funny. Oh! <laughs> it's the traditional hero arc. You want to see the strong... There's arc? no heroes here. No, no, Come no. On. No, no, no. And I still think to this day that they probably are still, you know, thrusting no. around the dark, oh, no, so I think, to speak. I think, no, don't. No, seriously, I do. I love that. It's great. <laughs> that is so bad. Oh, well, it's professional, as you've Can come to expect. Can I just say, what? that sounds so much nicer. It is. We have been having some problems this week, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, this is Paul. And <laughs> it's the first problem, not saying hello. <laughs> G'day, this is Pip. And we are conceited and considered. No, wait. We're considered and conceited. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Gosh. That's We're also... Challenge, challenged. <laughs> that just sets us up now for the rest of the episode. Great. Oh, yeah, no, and away we go. Um, yeah, so we, we've been having some technical issues tonight and um, we found that apparently if you move the mic stand slightly to the left, everything's fine. <laughs> we've been pulling everything apart. <laughs> How, are <laughs> How are you, Pip? Um, I'm here, sort yeah, of. This is this is what happens when you operate with um, very cheap equipment. <laughs> and when I say cheap equipment, it's really quite expensive, but not good enough. Um, it's expensive for us, but cheap for others. Yes, people get. Oh, well, yes, but <laughs> <laughs> hey, you are using that. Oh. Large, look, I think from if you remember back, like to when we first started. And people, oh, it's better than when we first started. I, I've been uh, on Twitter. I've been like trawling up and putting up all the old episodes, sort of thing. Well, the ones that don't sound good. Oh, some of them are just god awful. They really are. Then They're why just, do you put them up? Well, I think people like context because t- context <laughs> is everything. I mean, oh, actually, that episode that doesn't sound good sounds so much better than the no, last one. I, I don't put that one up. <laughs> oh. no, number 13 doesn't get a run. Oh, okay. No, I don't. Yeah, no. The, du- the, du- the darkest hour can go and hide in the hole as far as I'm <laughs> concerned. Nobody should listen to that. It's awful. Yes. Did you have a good week, Paul? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, I did. Yes. Yes, I, yes, I did. That's good. I'm yes. glad. <laughs> and um, guess what? What? I got some news. What? It's time. Oh, for crying out loud. I actually thought it was something interesting. <laughs> it's me you're talking to. Sorry. Yeah, yes. all right. I think I'm coming down with something. I, I suspect very strongly I am. That's no good. I've got a date tomorrow, so... <laughs> 
I'll go and I'll go and breathe my you know my filth and germs onto her. How are you doing? It's just like um, what is it? Um, ten ten things to what is it called? What? Medusa. No, there's a movie. There's a movie about this. Oh my gosh, I'm really tired and slightly drunk. There's there's a movie where that's your default position, Pip. Pretty much. Yeah. Where um basically um ten ways to lose a man or whatever it's called um she's a columnist and she's trying to lose a guy and she's basically saying this is what you do. I think number one is breathe and put all your germs on them. Oh, you don't have to do that. You just say I don't like you. Fuck off. No, 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 you're trying, you're being yourself and this is how you're losing them. In other words, basically a columnist is saying this is why people don't like men yeah, or but, women yeah, don't but like that you. that doesn't work because if the guy's an idiot. It's a movie. It's a rom-com. Ki- I don't care. Oh, yeah, well, that'd be right then. I'm sure we'll have to put it up at some stage. <laughs> don't you dare. Sounds I feel like I need to now. now. <laughs> okay, well, you know it's time. Oh, just get on with it. You know you're ready. It's like a band-aid. Are you just, ready? Just pull it off. <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please be upstanding for the podcast pick of the week. Thank you. That's my A voice. That's the best voice I can do. That that is as good as it gets out of hard bottle. Oh, that's a little sad. I mean, that's great. Well done. I'm sorry. Can we cut that out? <laughs> What's your podcast pick of the week, Paul? Stop looking at me like that. What's your podcast pick of the week? You already said it was your A thing. You should have said nothing. What's my podcast pick of the week, Pip? Because I don't know because I've forgotten. So what is it, please? What's written here? That's why we write it down now. Dumb People Town. Dumb People Town, yes. Which, which Paul's watch, watched, listened, listened to. Many, many times. But I haven't listened to it Bit yet. Bit of a favourite, this one. Although I, I find I can't uh, do long stints of it because it just depresses me how dumb people really are. So what is Dumb People Town about? Okay, it's a little bit like a cross between the Dollop and the Darwin Awards. <laughs> well, in that what they do, the, the, the format of the show is they have three comedians. The uh, same ones each week? The same ones each week. And then right. they get a fourth comedian in as well. Like a guest. As a guest. Uh, and... The, the Scar Brothers, who are apparently uh, quite um, Big. well known in America, yes, yes. and uh, I think his name is Van Cleef or something like that. I, 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 I don't know. He's it's got a Dutch sounding name and he's quite popular as well. So I'm sorry, Mister Hudeklinger or whatever your name is, but <laughs> I've forgotten. But, that research you know, is doing really, really uh, well. <laughs> Professional pip. Anyway, what's yep. it about? Okay, so and what they do, they get it all together, and then they they go backwards and forwards, and and, and they they pick out a paper, or somebody sends them a, a story out of the newspaper, and they read it out about uh, somebody doing something incredibly stupid. Uh, and you can know, can you give an example? Uh, well, there's one guy, for example, who. Uh, took a girlfriend into a casino, for example, and he 
got he got her to kiss his dice and they were playing craps and she threw the dice for him. It was his money, but she threw the dice and they won like half a million dollars or something like that, a, a big sackload of money. So anyway, she goes over to the, uh, uh, the management and collects the money and has guards stopping because apparently whoever is putting up the bet and says that they're doing the bet, irrespective of who actually gives the money, in this particular uh, state, wins the money. So it was actually hers. So, yes, she walked out of the casino with all this money and said, see you, mate, bye, (gasps) yes. Oh, wow. Yes, so that was – and, of course, they've had – and the guy who actually that happened to, he's actually since got on and uh, has become kind of a, you know, a figure of – uh, hilarity for himself, and he talks with other people in the community and everything like that on it's Twitter or whatever. yes, 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 on the Facebook page. So basically, they make fun of people doing stupid things. Yes, but they like they, they, they it's very lighthearted. It's not it's not done in a mean spirit. Do you know what I mean? It's not done in a mean spirit. It's a celebration of stupidity. Okay. Yes. <laughs> you like that? That's pretty sad. <laughs> um, how often do they put podcasts out? All right. Okay. Well, they generally put one out once a week, sort of thing, and and occasionally they put them out. It, it is American, yes. Okay. And they occasionally the production values are quite good. Um, so better than ours. Well, I don't know. <laughs> you heard you heard our intro tonight. I thought that was pretty sharp. <laughs> so yes. So yeah. That's 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 where you go. I sound like I'm talking through a bottle or something tonight. I sound very odd. No, you sound pretty normal. Okay, all right. You can always muck around with the uh, No, I'm not going to muck around. We're, we're committed now. So <laughs> I'm committed. I'm, this I'm is how committed. I'm going to sound is, for this episode. Just brace yourself, Pip. Here we go. All right. So, yes, that's... Um, dumb People Town. Dumb People Town. And that's Very funny. Paul, Paul thinks you should listen to it. Look, you'll get should a chuckle. Should I listen to it? it? I think you should. I think okay. you'll get a chuckle. I, I do. I genuinely do think you... You know, if you just want... How can I put it? If you just want something time-killing and will give you a laugh and a guaranteed laugh, this will give you a guaranteed actual open-mouth laugh every okay. time because they are good stories, you know, and they're very good at riffing um, and they've got quite good at this sort of thing. So, yeah, and God, people do some stupid shit. <laughs> I don't you know, know, that girl sounds pretty smart. Oh, thank you, half oh, a million. Pretty, thank you very much. Pretty <laughs> fucking heartless. <laughs> but Jesus Christ. She certainly knew the numbers, but uh, yeah, but anyway, that's 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 humanity. You know, in all its multicoloured glory. <laughs> so yes. Oh gosh, was it the first date? I think it was. <laughs> oh, there you go, she's not committed. <laughs> she's not committed. Yeah. <laughs> I want the ring. <laughs> if you wanted it, you should put a ring on it. No. (laughs) No, I believe it's fuck her. (laughs) Uh, Okay, well. So our first movie tonight is Land of Mine that you put up. Now, Pip, would you be able to give me... Now, come on. Would you be able to give me a synopsis, please? Maybe. Hitler 
Gorilla youth, prisoners of war, are forced to locate and defuse the millions of landmines buried along the North Sea coast of Denmark. They were indeed. Now, would you like to say something about it or would you like me to just launch right into it? Knock yourself out. All right, okay. Um, I'll just put that. It's lovely music too. Isn't <laughs> it's it, beautiful. Mm. Um, this, I felt, was a very stark film. Uh, this is a, a movie, I think it's made by a German company. From Denmark. No, no, no. I think the company itself made it, was German. I think. Because the director was... Oh, I'm sure they would have got a lot of Denmarkians. Danish. Danish. Danish Dan- I was about to say, where are you going with that? Danish like, people. Sound like Trump now, God. <laughs> so, Danish people in. And... Um, Look, it might be it might be an idea if I just like fill people in historically as to the lead up to this film. I almost feel like we need some music, like know, history, history, history lessons with Paul. Trust me, I'll go and find something now. Oh gosh, please don't! <laughs> Thanks for the idea, Pip. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh yes, oh yes, you know it's coming. Anyway, you're talking about the Hitler Youth. Okay, Hitler Youth. Now, towards the very end of the Second World War, the Germans, their manpower of the nation state had depleted to such a point where they literally had no able-bodied men left. Everybody who was an able-bodied man was already in the army and on one of the fronts. So they'd, they'd poured so much of their, their manpower into the... They were, you know, in the last gasp of the Second World War. Men now, were either dead or already fighting. That's correct. Now, there are, they put a lot of children's child soldiers into the field. Uh, they were getting them as young as... They're, like They were getting desperate. Yes, they were. And they were putting them like 11, 12, 13 years old. Now, there's... When people think of young Germans fighting in the Second World War, they tend to think of the Hitler Youth. Now, the Hitler Youth were kind of... They get mixed in with these child soldiers sort of thing. And and what was happening is that the Hitler Youth had been trained from a lot earlier age and they were kind of being brought up... Um, they'd been brought up from the start of the Second World War sort of thing. And they, they were very highly motivated... And a lot of these other child soldiers who were with, mixed in with them were just kids that have been handed assault rifles and things like that, you know. Um, but so they've all it was been brought up to love, love the a motherland. And well, there's that, and they they got a reputation for being fanatics, and 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 consequently from the Allies, they were hated because the soldiers they would fight to the death, and that's why they were given, you know, the, they were thought of as fanatics, but. There's a thing about child soldiers is their frontal lobes haven't developed enough and, and what happens is they don't have the awareness uh, that an adult soldier has of knowing when to pull out of a position when it's under attack sort of thing. Like there's a certain morale point where, you know, you know it's if you're an experienced soldier, it's time to go. We need to pull back and uh, hold your, the next position. Your you know. survival experience. That's right. And so they tend to fight long past when they should have. Now, this, you know, they happen, this happened all the time. You know, they'd fight to the death. They didn't realise that they were already in a hopeless position until it was too late and then they were in a hopeless position. Um, and that, what, that's what happened a lot. Well, a grown-up had told them to stay there and hold it, so they'd done it. Yes, that's right. And, of course, when you're young, you trust. And, you know, 
don't trust Nazis, people. I think we can we can take this, you know, to the grave. So yes, there was a lot of soldiers that were on the Western Front. Uh, there was quite a few stationed in the north in um, Denmark because they were expecting the one-two punch uh, from England. They had already had soldiers landed on Normandy, but they were expecting another one from the north. Um, and they thought um, Denmark would be where it would land. So they had to hold soldiers there. So when the whole thing came crashing down and the Germans pulled back over the Rhine, well, they only had Germany and Denmark to fall back into. So that's why there was such a concentration of German soldiers in Denmark. That's also why they put so many mines along that coast in Denmark. Mm. Now, I think it was it the whole coast of Denmark was coated in mines. Pretty much, pretty much, um, all the way along there, sort of thing, and and it was just all part of what was called the Atlantic Wall. Uh, Hitler had basically fortified the entire western uh, coastline of Europe, uh, all the way down to Spain, and um, you know you've seen some of the fortifications like giant guns and stuff like that but a lot of it was just mines and mines and more mines and everything like that sort of thing so anywhere where they thought that the the the, um, the allies could land it was just completely mined so and and th- this was creating a huge problem because nobody could go down onto the coast afterwards after the war and this is the the people of Denmark had suffered quite badly from um the German army uh, occupation over the last... Because uh, they'd been occupied since 1940. Uh, and there was a lot of hatred. And that's what sets up this film, where these young boys are being sent to clear mines without little or no equipment. Well, the start of the film is um, just so many prisoners of war. Mm. And, um, oh, Sergeant Carl stops and... Um, Beats this man. Yes, senseless. Senseless over a flag. Yes. Because he's so angry. Yeah. So it it establishes that he's a man filled with a great deal of hate. Uh, He's not a young man himself. He's a bit of an older older veteran sort of thing. And so consequently, I don't think it's ever really explained, or did I miss that? Because I was furiously reading away. But you know know me now. I tend to miss important facts. What do you think you missed? Well... Had he lost his wife or... That there was nothing said about nothing. that. Okay, okay. All right. He might have been just on his own. There was a know. conversation he had with his lieutenant in the tent where the, they were discussing... The, he said that the lieutenant lied. I think it was inferred that perhaps the lieutenant... Oh, no, he t- lied about the fact... Right. Are you okay. talking about the end of the film? Yes. Oh, no, well, yes, towards the end of the film. About what would happen to the boys because they said... They kept okay, telling no, no, that's fine. That's what I thought it was, but I wasn't sure. And They kept telling the boys. Yep. So, um, Lieutenant um, Ebb... Ebby or whatever his name is. He's just an asshole. Well, he's got hatred. Yeah, but the other guy's got hatred too, but he learns to deal with it. Yes, but some people, I mean, this um, Sergeant Carl is with a group of 14 boys. Boys. They're boys. Yes. He can see their boys. Yes. I mean, they're still, when they've got their downtime before bed, they're building blocks. They're playing with bugs. They're, They're still playing games. Now, I want to be careful about... Now, you know this is very un-me, but I want to be quite careful about spoilers in this film for the simple fact that... Really? I thought you loved spoiling. Oh, well, generally I do. Generally I do. But you want I, people to watch this. I want people to watch this <laughs> because I think it was spectacularly good. Okay, now, which is interesting for you because you normally don't like movies with subtitles. 
It's still going to lose the half mark. <laughs> it's still going to lose the half. So I'm sorry. A rule is a rule. And so this movie is in German. You know, even though consistency is not the def- is the defence of small minds, I will be quite small minded about this. This movie's in German and has so obviously people who don't speak German have to read the subtitles. Yes. Now I assume uh, Denmark nestled right up against the German motherland. I'm assuming that the the only thing that would separate their languages would be an accent. The German listeners who listen to this, perhaps they could let us know because I'd be genuinely interested if they go and listen to this and watch this. Anyone from Europe should definitely watch this. Uh, I think you'll find it absolutely fascinating. It's won so many awards. Uh, Have you gone and had a look at the awards? It won the Academy Award for Best Foreign Film. Oh, it should have too. God, it was good. Um, I'm sorry. I'm just quickly looking up. Yep. Which is bad. (laughs) Well, I can pause it. No, it's all right. Um, they speak Danish. So it's not German because you no. speak a bit of Dutch, which is, I think, German anyway. But it is oh, not oh. the same thing. <laughs> and I don't speak... It's all French to me. I don't speak a lot of Dutch. <laughs> Thank you very much. Don't uh, tell people that. They'll well, make assumptions. Okay, well, it's Germanic. So, but, but if a person was speaking Dutch to a German, could a German understand them? No, it's not the same language. So it's a, speci- it's a it's separate different. language. So... This um, Sergeant Carl's had to speak um, German German to speak to these boys. Um, but the thing is, depending on where they are, because I mean, oh, I've never been, never been to Denmark, but I've been to, oh, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm being rude to any European countries here, but I've been to Belgium and I know they speak like three or four different languages in Belgium. Well, they speak, well, that's because... Depending on where they are against they, the borders. That's because they've learnt them from so many armies walking through there. <laughs> So what I'm country. saying is, when you when you're in a country, <laughs> and oh, here come the Germans, oh, here come the French, <laughs> and your borders line up with heaps of different mm. countries like Germany, France, yep, etc., yep. then you've got to kind of learn those dialects. Yes, okay. Well, it's you know, it's really cl- look, people, please understand that we're Australian. Um, no, 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 no. Let me just explain this to people, and they might get their head around it. <laughs> We've got. This country, and it literally goes from, you know, a quarter of the way around the world. And we, if you go to Western Australia and you talk to somebody in Western Australia, they sound pretty much the same as somebody from the East Coast. We're not like England where everything's got a separate no, accent. No, only the South Australians who are a little bit weird, you know. I, I mean, they sound a little different. What's that mean? I mean, in Queen... No, nobody likes the South Australians. Oh, that is not... Don't say <laughs> that. Jeez. <laughs> No, but I mean, in Queensland, they might go, blah, 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 hey. Da-da-da-da-da, mm. hey. <laughs> and in Adelaide, I, I think they speak a bit more clearly than what we do. They've got a slight... There's not much. Well, basically a slightly more English accent. They speak more clearly than what yes. we do and of course, here where we are in Victoria. And Victorians, particularly Melbournians, have a tend- tendency to sound as if they came from a little bit from London. They're, no, no, that's more. A little bit more English. No, no, Adelaide is so more. Mm, perhaps. Anyway, well, look, let's not die. What into I'm saying that. is, Australians all tend to sound the same no matter where we come from. Yes. We don't have really specific. Whereas dialogue. we're looking at a place, w- literally like Germany to uh, Denmark, is inconceivable for us because it's essentially just driving like 80 or 90 kilometres <laughs> that way. And then people are talking different languages and we just can't wrap our heads around. We dro- I can't. We drove over, my husband and I went to Germany and we drove through from one side to the other in like a day. <laughs> it was just crazy. 
Yeah. No, we've got the smallest state in Australia and it's still bigger than half of bloody Europe. Mm. That's what I mean. They've all got so many different languages. But, um, yes, no, he would have had to know German to speak to them and they speak Danish in mm. Denmark. So. Yep. Look, getting back to the film, right? I was about to say, the talking film. Linguistics, you know. Oh my gosh. Linguistics Stop. with Pip and Paul. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't done enough research for that. What do you think of it? The film. The film. Oh, gosh. Um, gosh, it was powerful. Wasn't it? It was incredibly powerful. You've got, oh, you've got children who are, you know, doing all these, you know, they've, they've had to do something for their motherland. As in they've had adults say, right, you've got to defend your country because right. your, your mum, your sisters, your, you know, back in there, that's what they, they would have said. They literally had no choice in joining the army. No, they had no choice. No. And they're brought up like that to believe that, you know, yes. um, everyone else is wrong, you're right. And yes. suddenly now they've got people who hate them. They and they're going, how do they hate us so much? They hate them. And now they're going, right, we don't care about you at all. Go and get rid of all those mines. You're not going back home until you get rid of them all. That sergeant was just one more shouty man in a line of shouty men. That had it can, they're controlled lucky they're, their last... Yeah, they're, they're probably just thinking, wow, we're lucky we haven't been shot. Yes. Or, yes. or had... Oh, you know, yes, put bombs around us and have people run off on us while we're tied to a fence. Most of them were about like between the ages of 13 through to 16 sort of thing. So, mm. you know, they're young boys. Well, young a lot of them couldn't even grow a moustache. Yes. And, yes. One, and the other guy, um, Helmut, uh, Helmut could. He's about the only one. And and this, this group of boys were next to a, um, a farmstead held by a... Danish uh, native, woman. Native Danish woman and her young daughter. And, of course, they get wrapped up into the uh, the plot as well. And I don't want to go too deeply into that. And I have to say, their involvement, what happened to them, didn't surprise me. I kind of picked uh, what was going to ha- happen with them pretty well straight off the mark. As soon as you put a child in it yeah. and you've got one of the twins going up to her. Yes. Um. You can see, it. I mean, because they're still they're still kids, and they would have all had little sisters. Yeah. I, I mean, they'd probably never see them again. You don't, you know. Well, well definitely. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. You, you're getting a view, a view of that these these boys that dressed like soldiers are still mm. just that. They're just boys. Yes, child soldiers. It's it's a very interesting thing. They're very effective. Can I just say it was shot really well. With a great deal of humanity. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that you get to see how these boys feel. And some of them are going, oh, well, when I get back, I'm going to be a bricklayer. I'm going to be, I'm going to try and get an apprenticeship. And they have no idea what's actually happening in their country right now mm. at that time period. And I'm thinking, oh, think my the, gosh. What do you think of the English officers who turned up to brutalise the boys? I'm not surprised. And I think it was done in a really, you know, this is probably what happened. Mm. And I mean, he would have done that because, you know, he's, this lieutenant's trying to push this sergeant and say, well, hang on, hang on. They are scum. They're nothing. And, I mean, oh, it's just the way people feel. And it just – I think it was just – the way it was done was done in a – you know, you, you're sitting there going, oh, my gosh, it's horrible, it's horrible. But it is what happened. The storyline was uh, very good for you? Yes. It was consistent? Yes. Okay, so everybody made sense to you? Yes. Okay, so you're going to give give it a big thumbs up in that regard. Can I just say, I thought it was shot well. Mm-hmm. I thought all oh, the boys did a really good job. Beautiful countryside too. It was yes. a bit sparse. I like, love the fact that the sergeant... It is next to the You know, sea. one moment they're having... They're playing games of football yep, yep. and then things change and he's he's going, right, that's it. Yes, I remember now who they are. And he has to... He keeps... 
He doesn't want to like them, but he also goes, well, they're only boys. He really is struggling with his you hatred. Can see, mm. You can see him struggling, and I thought that was shot really well. Yeah, and there's yeah. no lines for it. It's yeah. just him with his legs shaking they in his s- own room. And I thought, oh, the wow. Boy, the, the eldest boy put on a superb performance, I thought. Which one? Uh, the, one that, the one who befriended him. Sebastian. Yes. Mm. Yes. Who broke through. Yes, and, and a great deal of strength. And you've got to think how hard it would have been for these young lads. You know, they'd just they'd been through hell and back. Well, they've really been had. in war, and now yes. they're basically prisoners and, of war, and they're yeah. basically they're and, saying we don't care about you. No, go and get your arms blown off and get killed. Yes, yes, which was quite often the case. So, yes, well, we don't have to necessarily dwell on that, other than the fact that nothing ever changes humanity. Pull your socks up. I really liked the way it was shot. Yes. And I know I shouldn't have, but I really liked the ending. It was great. Yes, but we're it, not going to... It, it's an ending that suited my taste. Yes. Because when I saw the ending, I thought... I don't want to talk too much about the ending, though. But can I just say, the five minutes before the ending, yep. I thought, I know that was going to be the ending. No, I no, didn't no, want no, it, but no, that's the no, way it was no. going to... That was the way it was going to be. And yeah. the ending made me happy. Okay. It wasn't a bird. The reason I'm being so <laughs> secretive about this is because there's some... Because really you want inter- people to watch it. I want people to watch this because it's, I, I think, like, there's some big turns in this film. Because it's a fairly recent film. It's 2015. Uh, yes. Yes, it is. And look, I first heard about this film and then I went off hunting for it. Um, I first heard about this uh, on another podcast, a history podcast, and it was came up and there was an interview and they were talking to the director and, oh, wow. and what have you. Yeah. And he was discuss, uh, dis- describing what was actually happening and what had happened in, in Denmark. And, um, yeah, it was an ex- extraordinary period in time. Well, that German convention that all the Allies put up. Oh, yeah, we we could we could bang on about, it. and I don't want to get too wrapped up in. You only about ever the hear one. from the winners. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, there's. I, I believe there's a quote for that, but I won't. I won't bore people with it. Um, was there anything okay. else you really liked about it? No, no. Look, I look. I, I thought it was fantastic. Um, I thought it was probably possibly the best film I've seen this year. Do you know what? I'd almost say that too. I mean, Bohemian Rhapsody was good, yep. but this. Gosh, it had some weight. Oh, yes, it did. And yes, it, it, it was. Wouldn't watch it again for a little while, but oh, then no, I think was... I would watch it. You know what I mean? It's not so. It's not so bad that you'd say no, no, no. I couldn't watch it. If somebody said, "Oh, I, I, I just, I, I want to watch it, but I don't want to watch it on my own," I'd put my hand up and go, "It's okay. I'll watch it with you." <laughs> you know how you asked me if I suggested to friends yes, a movie? Yes. Even friends that I know you are coming over to my side. No, of the but table, this particular film. Yes. Even because most p- times I go to people, oh, it's a history film. You got you won't really like it. I'll go. It's a history film, but you must watch it. Thank you. You're, I really you, like this. You film. you are really coming over to my side of the table. No, this film was done in a really tasteful, interesting it way. It was tasteful and it was interesting. It was horrific. Yes. But. Done in a really great way. Yes, uh, at, right at the start when that um, when they were like teaching the kids how to do the landmines. Like, oh god! How tense was that? <laughs> Gosh! Yes, yes. How to learn how to. Uh, and and this is a... the standard one, but there'll be other ones. Yes, and it could be different. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. So, what would you give it as a score? Well, the thing is. Oh, 
I would watch it because I'm going to watch it again with my husband because he goes, oh, I really need to see that. And I said, well, you can't watch it with me the first time because I need to watch it for the podcast. Yep. So I will be watching it again. Um, but there's such a horrific part so I probably wouldn't watch it heaps. So I, and I, but I do think people should watch it. Um, I'd probably say eight only because I won't, it's not a movie that I'll fall back on heaps. Yeah. Um, but I think people should watch it. Okay. So I'll say eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. I, I thought you might have even gone slightly higher. I was thinking about, it, but I thought no, because I couldn't watch it all the time because it is pretty. No, horrific. but that doesn't matter. It does for me. Okay. All right. It's got to have the enjoyment factor. Yes. Okay. All right. You big soft. Cock. It is enjoyable, but in a really sad. I've got to be in the right state of mind for this film. <laughs> it's like like Deliverance. No, this one has much... No, people should... <laughs> no, people need to watch Land of Mine. People need to watch it. Yeah, need to watch need it. Need to watch it. It's it great. It's a great film. Okay, well, first of all, let me say it loses half a mark because... It has it, subtitles. Subtitles. Oh. So I have no other option than to give it a nine and a half. Ooh. Yes, it would have got a ten. Wow. Yeah, it's... There's, there's <laughs> it no, has subtitles. I had to read. <laughs> I would have given it a ten. I would have given it a ten, but it had subtitles, and it's a rule now. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm really enjoying look, with this podcast. I'm really enjoying exploring <laughs> European cinema. Uh, it's come as something of a real surprise to me because I've kind of oh, well, I'm know, happy to watch any French art house film. <laughs> you know, <laughs> fuck that. You know, but I'm yes, I'm I'm completely turned the corner on that. Perhaps I'm becoming more sophisticated. Yeah, but every film will be at the very most nine and a half because of the subtitles. Well, at the very best. Yeah, well, it has achieved the highest score. Unless you've got score. someone reading it out for you. It achieved the very highest score that a, a subtitle, f- film, subtitle can film can. So that should tell you something, guys. So nine and a half stars from Paul and eight stars from me for Land of Mine. Would have been a 10 if they spoke English. You don't want them speaking English. No, it was authentic. But yes. I don't care. A rule is a rule. Anyway... Um, so, Paul, your yes. magic movie moment for this week. My magical movie moment, yes. Um, I sound like Gilderheart, um, Gilderoy Lockhart when I do oh, that. Oh, from Blackadder? Yeah. No, from Harry What's Potter. It? Oh, right, sorry, my yes. apologies. Hi, I'm magical me. Second one, yes. <laughs> um, Excellent, Harry. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Right. Okay, now... What's your, what's your magic movie moment? My magical movie moment is actually taken from the second film that we are reviewing. Um, because this film has got a terrific speech where... Well, let me just set the scene a little bit. Secondhand lines. Secondhand lines. Um, the old man comes down quite often to the lake and sleepwalking and the, the boy has you know, come down a few times and watched him and then this time he decides to wake him up and have the conversation he's been after a certain information from the old man and and has been trying to break through to him uh but he's the, the old fella is a bit of a curmudgeon and distant and has got more than a little bit of a suicide pact with himself because he's just done with life uh and he's just bought himself a biplane in order to fly himself into a you know a mountain <laughs> so, okay. so what's your magic movie moment the speech the speech that he's uh, which one the boy's giving to the... No, the speech that the old man gives to the boy. Okay. Okay, here we go. Hey, hey, hey. 
bike. What's the matter? What are you doing here? Got something to say to me? Spit it out. What happened to her Uncle Hub? What happened to Jasmine? I have to know. I have to. She died. Died in childbirth, hurting the baby. What did you do? Back to the only life I knew, back to the Legion. For the next 40 years, there was always one more war to fight. Came here. Basically, good. That honor, courage, and virtue mean everything. That power and money, money and power mean nothing. That good always triumphs over evil. And I want you to remember this, that love true love never dies. Remember that boy. Remember that. Doesn't matter if it's true or not, you see. A man should believe in those things because those are the things worth believing in. Got that? That was a good speech. Think so? Thanks. When are you going to give me the rest of the speech? You're almost a man. You promise? Wait one minute here. Wait. I can't be a good man until you give me the rest of the speech, right? 
So you need to stick around until I'm old enough to hear the whole thing. I see what you're trying to pull here. No, you have to stick around no, until I'm write, old I'll enough to down. hear the speech. No, I, I want you to give me the speech. You won't be living here then. You're my uncle. I need you to stick around and be my uncle. What about Uncle Garth? He needs you. What about the dogs and, and, and the pig and the lion? We all need you. I need you. No, you're just being silly. No, it's you're true. It's true. I know you miss Jasmine an awful, awful lot. But if, if you go, we'll miss you just as much. Stick around to be your damn uncle. You don't expect me to be happy about it. Right? Deal? You're a good boy. I hate you, Pip. I really do. I really do. Go and blow it out your ass, seriously. So, um, second headlines. Yeah. We're gonna be we're gonna be blowing over this one, don't you worry? Two thousand and three film. Um, Two thousand and three. Do you want a synopsis? Oh, you're doing this now. <laughs> yeah, fine. Oh, Jesus, okay. All right, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, synopsis time. Here we go. Pretty much sets it up, really, doesn't it? <laughs> it's lighthearted. It's very lighthearted. There's a lot of lighthearted aspects to this movie. Mm. And you just say, no, it's corny. Well, you said it for me. Well, that's the impression I was getting from <laughs> every, all, all the comments you were making while. Like, you were I, pouring I my was, drink. You're like, so did you like secondhand lines? And I went, eh. Eh. All right. Eh. <laughs> Look, okay, so you... I put this one up. Go on, go on. You put this up, and this is possibly my favourite film running at the moment. But I thought you said that, like, five minutes ago, you said Land of Mime was. 
Or is that? Did you say it was your best I've, film you've seen this in my year? Top three films? No, that's the best film I've seen this year. In my top three favorite films, I've got about thirty films. Um, I, do you know the math doesn't add up for that? <laughs> say that again. Your in your top three films is like thirty films. That's correct. Yes. <laughs> did you want to re redo that? No, I'm fine. I'm happy with that. <laughs> You know, you could just say, my top 30 films, there are 30 films. No, no, no. The ones that I feel like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you go, oh, yeah, this is like one of my very best favourite films, you know. And then you stop and you think about it and you've got a whole lot of, oh, yeah, this is one of my best favourite films of all time, you know. You, you know, you can't have 30 favourite films of all time. Oh, easily. What I'm saying is you don't have to have three. Well, it's up there. I'm just saying. It's I, in the top I've, 30. I've discovered this a couple of years ago, about three years ago. I know. You've kept going, oh, you should watch this. You should watch yeah, this. And I I've know. gone, oh, oh, okay. I Maybe should watch I it. Maybe I should. And it's now not, you realise that I have pain in it. I should watch it. Now you know I have the taste of a peasant. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, look, it's it's a fine movie. It's a family film. Yes, you can watch it with the kids. Um, But... I don't know. It felt very B grade to me. It had the had that dream sequence thing. It's got Michael Caine and I know. And do you know what? This is going to sound horrible because I think Michael Caine's awesome. I wasn't terribly impressed by Michael Caine in this film. I wasn't impressed by Haley um, Joel Osment either. I thought it was just I couldn't get into their emotional state. Um, it just felt very B grade to me. Um, I mean, I get it. I it's genuinely great, don't great know to what watch. to say to that. It's great to watch with the kids. Uh. But I don't feel the need to watch that film again. Um, there are, and then there's parts of it where I went, oh, it's very Princess Bride. That's very... Um, don't you start dissing on the Princess Bride. There's a lot of people... I know, know there's people is? who love Princess Bride. Do you know what it is? One of the guys at work goes, the Princess Bride is my all-time favourite film. You must watch that film. And I've gone, oh, I'll watch that film. And I've gone... Huh, it's all right. It's okay. It's not a bad film. Mm. But I don't go out and go, oh my gosh, this is an awesome film. Everyone should watch it. Um, and this film's like that. It's okay. But I don't feel the need to go out and sing to the top of the trees about no, it. No, no, I, I get it, Pip. You see, what it is, and I know why you will take this. No, don't give me that. Please, look. educate me. She's just crossed her arms and now. <laughs> Please, I can do that go too. on, Paul. <laughs> right, Pip. Yes, Paul. I'm a far more romantic person than you are. This is a romance. This is a romance. If you can't see it, that tells me everything I need to know. This is a romance about love that endures past death. He's stuck there, left on his own, and he still loves this woman, and he loves her with all of his soul. I get that. And this is the the shriveled husk that is left behind. It's not just that, though. You're you're saying it's a romance, but it's not just a romance. He is an echo. He's feeling old. He's feeling his time's coming. No, I know, but it's a... This boy's feeling like he's got no uh, one. But I get that. Yes. But but it's also the echo of a great love that's gone. And consequently, that is a beautiful and terrible thing at the same time. In a B-grade format. Oh, fuck <laughs> off. Jesus. Jesus. I'm sorry, but I didn't feel the emotional tug in this film. <sighs> you have some actors in a B-grade film can make you feel the emotional tug and you go, oh my gosh, I'm so there with you. Oh my gosh, I feel for you. And this film, I kind of went, oh, there's a lion. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Have you ever had an ECG? 
Have you? Have you gone yes. had any medical tests at all? Yes, I have. Have you had it? A- <laughs> it's all come back positive. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> is there it's not a- positive that they've found something positive that I'm great. <laughs> no. Have you had it medically uh, um, tested that you do in fact have a heart? Yes, I have. Because I can't see it. <laughs> I can't see it, you heartless fucking cow. I can't help it if a little thing gets said and you go, oh, it's me. Oh! Oh, you're God, you're a turd. Oh, God, fuck. <laughs> Listen, I this is a beautiful movie, no matter which way you slice it. Oh, look, it. it's it's okay, but it's I didn't feel an emotional tug to this film. Uh, okay, fine. Perhaps you know what? It felt Princess Bride to me, and yeah. I know lots of people out there go, oh, "How can you say that about Princess Bride? Princess, Princess Bride is awesome." But do you know what? Princess Bride to me was a uh, sort of film. Maybe it's because there's no woman there now. You know, it's just the echo. His of a woman. mum no no, his mum was there and she plays a fairly strong part. But no no, it wasn't about that. I mean no, no, even no, 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 I'm not even, talking about that. I'm not talking even about her. Walter's even Walter's relationship with his two uncles, if it had been if it had felt more genuine to me, I would have been all I would have been there. What was it? I mean, it didn't feel genuine. I didn't feel like my, I think it just felt like Michael Caine and Haley Joel Osment and Robert Duvall was just they're all just there just clocking time. That's what it felt like to me. Mm. I didn't I didn't feel any emotional tug to this film. And these actors are great actors. They're fabulous actors. But this particular film, I didn't feel it. It's an okay film. I'd sit and watch it with my kids. But other than that, it's a, like a family film. Wow. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I look you've you've floored me, Pip. Well done. It doesn't happen that often, but well done. <laughs> Fuck. Paul, look, do you love this film? I love this film. It's in I your top it. it's in your top three thirty. It's my top three thirty. <laughs> I think this is one of the most magnificent uh, the only reason why I put this one up is because it's been sitting there and you've gone, this is a great film, this is a great film. And I've gone, oh. Because it's a it. fucking great film. Do you, so you must have little or no regard for my ability to be able to pick a good movie. No, you, Land of Mine is a great film and you picked that one this Yes, week. but I didn't know what it was like. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it was good. I haven't seen it. Okay. So necessarily, so the movies that I like... We are, you know, I'll go, Talk and oh, cheese. the death of Stalin. It's really funny. <laughs> you know. And Singing in lines, it's so emotional. It's so emotional. It's a wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> this is very hard on me, this podcast sometimes, Pip. And tonight is not an easy night, I have to say. I'm so, I'm not attacking you. I'm just saying. Well, this... I feel you are. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I feel mildly offended. No, actually, I don't. I feel really offended. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to offend you. I just really, this film was just, eh. Uh. No, okay. Look, I, I get it. I get it. And I just, I don't know how much time I can run out trying to defend this film. Go suffice, for it. Suffice to say, oh, go and defend it. You're on, right, you're how on. How much the, time we got? Go oh, and defend it. All right. Why should I like this film? This is a relationship about boys and men. This is a film about how men should behave. This is an important film because it gives good role models for young men to watch and see how 
a man should behave. We had a similar film, Lahaine was looking at boys to men. That's correct. And that was a great film. It was a great film, but it was great because they had taken away that wisdom. Now, the wisdom was there. He was giving the, the young lad guidance, but it's not enough just to get the guidance. You have to have the example. And he acted as a magnificent example. By the beating boy, up teenagers. Oh, he, the boy was in awe of him. Because he could beat up teenagers. Whatever. No, it wasn't more than he could. It was more than just beating up teenagers. Oh, God, you're a shithead tonight. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I'm tired. Oh, Jesus. You know when you're really tired, when you're either like really, really tired and you want to cry, or you're really, really I, tired I, and you're silly? Well, I, yeah, well, I want to cry now. So I'm really, really <laughs> tired, silly, and I've just had a glass of gin. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is not just beat them up or vanquish them easily. It was I the fact... vanquish you. <laughs> Sorry, go. He treated them with respect afterwards. He, he sought to their wounds and everything like that. He took them home, he showed them hospitality and then he set them on the right path. And that is, mag, uh, that is a magnanimous kind of behaviour that is quite frankly magnificent. And the boy recognised that and this film recognises that as the way to go, not just beating kids up, but trying to help people uh, who are already set on a bad path. And Lahaine is exactly the same. They're set on a bad path and the only person that they had was that little old man who came out. And, of the toilet, which, yeah. Yes, but again, it was not enough for him. It was not enough for them and look what their ending was. Whereas he rolled up his sleeves, you know, after the boy had begged him in the speech and he showed him how to grasp life and to be a man. You know, and there's not a lot of that in this culture today. It's been stripped away to a greater extent. I get what they're trying to say, but the emotional feel of it didn't feel right. As in, I don't feel that the actors were feeling it. I understand what they're trying to achieve. I don't feel they achieved it in this film. Well, maybe it's because you're not a man. I've maybe, because like... And I'm not being derogative here. Maybe it's because you're not a man and it's not pushing man buttons. Because no, it pushes mine. There are other films where you can actually see boys, you know, watching men, trying yep. to learn from men yep. where they might not have had that experience before and you go, oh, my gosh, you can see that boy trying to strive to be like that man. Mm. Yep. And there are films like that you go, wow, that's amazing. And this film could have been that. But to me, whether it was the dialogue or the way it was shot – I don't know, but to me, it didn't feel it real. Didn't try it didn't feel real to me. It felt well, fake. It felt like a film. Cartoonish? A little bit. The what, B grade what, aspect. No, it's cartoonish. Now, what's the boy do as a job? What do you mean? He's a cartoonist. He makes things. No, that's why That doesn't... No, that's not what I'm talking about. It's, you may think that I'm making too much of a long stretch here. I think you're making an incredibly long no, stretch No, well, I don't believe I am. No, to me, I understand they're trying to tell a story. Okay, what about the, um, the jump or the fall? Yes. The fall, like they're telling stories. Yes. And she's trying to have him as her, you know, I don't have a parent. I'm missing something in my life. Mm -hmm. That felt more real. Than the relationship he had with the uncles. Yeah, but he had nothing. The little, the young fellow didn't really have. He had no father. No, he I, desperately I, needed a father figure in his life. No, what I'm saying is the relationships didn't feel real to me. Well, his mother, it might have been the way it was shot or the dialogue, 
And there's films like The Fall yeah. where it feels more real. And she's going off into that imaginary world and they had that imaginary section. Help me explain. What do you mean it doesn't feel real? Because... It doesn't... Whether it's the dialogue or the way it's shot or the way the actors are betraying it, I didn't feel like the relationship between the nephew, Walter, and the uncles, um, Garth and Hub. Yeah, who were emotionally closed off. I get that. But at the end they're trying to open up to him. I get that. Well, he he opened up to them, and that's no. I understand where it was coming from. But what I'm saying is, I didn't feel it was real enough to me. It still felt B grade. And I've seen other films that are, that are actually B grade films right. do more do a better job portraying the emotional weight okay. of these well, I've, issues. Look, I've dug down as much as I can with this with you on on the B grade aspect. If that's what you feel, that's what you feel. You know, I but, can't. But, yes. you, but what do you really love about this film? The fact that it's a man, a two men, or is it particularly Hub who's trying to help Walter through to manhood? Well, Hub needs the boy as much as the boy needs Hub. Mm. Um, He's saying you need to stick around. Yeah, which is what the uh, Hub, um, Hub's, magic movie moment was. Hub's essentially uh, a feeling real, his age. Well, not only that, he's a little bit of the Grinch in that his heart's become two sizes too small. Um, you love that film, don't you? I, I must say, I do. Yeah. Um, and and he shriveled, and that quite often happens after a, 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 a uh, incandescent loss. relationship. A loss. Well, when it stopped, you know, all of a sudden there is nothing darker than when that blinding light is gone. Well, that's quite poetic, isn't it? <laughs> Someone lock that in. <laughs> Lock it in, Eddie. Um, so yes, that, that's that's how I feel about it. And, and so, basically, uh, that young boy came along and lit the pilot light in his heart again. And um, you know, and, and they're big, powerful emotions. And it's not B grade. It's not B grade. It's put in a rural setting, and it's very simple. And it's not the setting that's disturbing me. It's the what is disturbing you then? The fact that the emotions don't feel like they mean anything by the, by the dialogue or delivered by the actors. I wasn't emotionally... Oh, look, I'll go the back, film. to be fair. I'll go back and I'll watch it again with your comments resounding oh, in no, my mind. Oh, no, don't, because it'll ruin it for you. No, I don't believe it will, because I'll, I think... I, yeah, look, I understand I, where you're coming from because of who you are, <laughs> but I don't think you're right in this case. Okay. I, but, and I think it's just a, a case of... This is not a movie that's pitched towards you. It's not that you don't understand what's going on. It's, as I said, it's not designed to press your buttons. Whereas, bang on for me, and, you know, it, it really does press my buttons because of my relationship with my own son. Um, so, you know, it hits very close to home. So, yes, but anyway. Maybe you just need the um, background, obviously. Maybe that's all it is. Maybe it's, it's funny, like I've said, Here's another example of liking a film that may not be necessary. I've got the hiccups now. Uh, that may, <laughs> may, it's, it's how upset I am. Uh, that may Wait be- or another one. <laughs> <laughs> Your honour. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so yes, look I, look, I love this film and I'm just going to ignore Pip on her comments. It's uh, okay for us to like different films. It's okay. That's what makes this podcast interesting. 
Could you get a, just raise the levels of um, <laughs> patronisation a little bit more, please? There are films I like that you don't like and there are films you like that I don't like. And guess what? Everyone, I'm sure, out there, listeners, enjoy it because then they can go, I'm a Paul person or I'm a Pip person. That's it. You've got it now. Well done. You've got the, um, the patronisation just <laughs> right. Okay. All right. Well, well how many stars do you give secondhand lines, Paul? Uh, this is you we're talking about. This is me. I'm going to give it a seven. You're giving it a seven. I love the film, but it is a seven. Okay. Yep. I'll give it a six because it is a nice little family film. Yes, it is. Um, and some pretty high high quality actors in this. Yes, it is. Um. It's funny because the mum I recognise from Heart and Souls, um, and I went, "Oh, I know her from that." It, what's the mum? That's um, what's the face? Pretty woman, isn't it? Julia Roberts. Yeah. No, two totally different people. Oh, she looked like Julia Roberts to me. Cara, uh, Cara Sedgwick. Never heard of her. What's she been in? Heart and Souls. Um, the Closer is a TV show she's Heart in. Heart and Souls is that the one with the ghost in the in the bus? Yes. Oh. That we should do that one one day. Well, it's funny because it's one of my little brother's favourite films only because we only had so many videos and we had yeah, one of those. Yeah, it's a nostalgic favourite. Yeah, I remember watching that when I owned a video store many years ago. <laughs> VHS. Hey? VHS. <laughs> VHS. Just jam it in there and kick back and Yeah, that's old. Jeez. No, no, because I saw her and went, I know her from that film. That's really old. Gosh. Right. Um, so you've said seven. I'll say six. Okay. So seven stars from Paul and six stars from me for Secondhand Lines. Fantabulous. Um, <laughs> so next week, Paul, I'm putting up Midnight Run. Mm, now, now I haven't seen it, no. but I'm told it's very funny. Yes. And it's one of Robert De Niro's earlier films. The reviews are good. Well, I've heard it's good. Well, let's that see. doesn't lock it in does as it, a fabulous make, film. Doesn't make it, it doesn't mean that it's going to make it past this uh, <laughs> our criteria. Pip's, Pip's review, but... Pip's, um, Pip's machine gun bloody um, machine gun squad. Oh, well, come on. Um, midnight run from me and... I'm going to just drag back secondhand lions <laughs> off the post now and just drag it and stick it in the coffin. Um, fantastic beasts and where to find them from you. Yes. No, you haven't seen that yet. No. I have. And you haven't. No. That's which which is weird because normally it's you that's seen it and me well, it's not. I've been around. Movie wise. I was gonna say I've anything. seen a few. <laughs> <laughs> um so yes, next week Midnight Run and Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Okay. All which right. means we'll have to check out the second film of that too. Because I haven't seen the second one. Should be good. Well yeah. All right. It's well, got Johnny Depp in it. Guys, don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes and um, come and join us on Twitter and Facebook and leave a few messages and come and say hello. Well, we should probably put something up on Facebook because we haven't done that for a while. I haven't recorded this crap. Oh, I've been sticking up the, the, the things. And oh, I, no, no, I meant as if you recording rubbish. I've got a permanent post for where people can put their uh, what movies they'd like to see seen. Oh, that's good. Yes, it's, it's always there. It's pinned to the top, so it's very easy to find it. Just stick a pin in it. Radio. Put, put a pin in that. <coughs> awesome. All right. Okay. all right, we'll catch you next week, and we hope you have a good week and all that jazz. All right, catch you later. Bye-bye. Bye.